Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Holy mackerel! What a play! The biggest play that changed the game. Right side drive intercepted on the left side. Picked off at the goal line at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Watson. Watson can go all the way. The seventh-round pick, 10-5, Jalen Watson. It's time for Turning Point. Kansas City's got Rashi Rice in the backfield now. Kansas City first down and goal to go at the three, leading 27-24 early in the fourth quarter against Buffalo. They go now on a jet sweep near side, Hardman. And he's got a touchdown. No, they're going to say he's out of bounds at the one. A Hardman fumble at the one. The ball came loose in the player's possession before his hip hit the ground. The ball then rolled through the, the end zone. It is a touchback. It's Buffalo's ball. First down. Basically, they just got their fake punt back, Danon. Yeah. Mm. That was a rough sequence. <coughs> Going for the fake punt, the worst. Like a complete panic move by the by the Bills. Terrible move by the Bills. Just Terrible. Absolute. Yeah. We have we have never won this game. They're we, taking chances, and there's just panicking. Right. That was panic. That was there was still 13 minutes to go in that game. No reason they had to fake the punt there. I mean, stupid. But that's why Sean McDermott is fourth stupid. And, fourth and five, punt the football away. Yeah, especially at that point of the field. They're lucky that Andy Reid, for whatever reason, decided to give it to McCall Hardman. And then not running the football with a running back there when it when when it's you've been doing it. You're doing it in this game, right. in fact. Pacheco just gained, what, 29 yards in that run? Mm-hmm. Took himself out, hobbled off the field. And you got Rashi Rice in the backfield with McCole Hardman? Come on, You now. sent in CEH, let him run the ball. He already had a 28-yard carry earlier in yeah. the game. Like, Pacheco, and then if he didn't score, Pacheco would have been ready in one play. Yeah, he would have been right back in the game, and he would have barreled right into the end zone. And so that was a very, very, very Tough scary moment there. for me. Yeah. It was it was really like, what are you doing, I think Andy? 10 points ends that thing. Oh, the game's over. The, the game is margin over. done. Yeah, at that point in time, that that's a way to seal the game. But, again, you know, McCole Hardman to Andy Reid is me to dessert. I can't have it in the house because I know if it's there, I'm going to eat it. Right? I don't trust myself. McCall Hardman is that way 
for Andy Reid. We have to remove him away. I'm not mad at McCall Hardman. I'm mad at Andy Reid for continuing to go back to McCall Hardman. We know what he is and what he's capable or not capable of doing as a player. And McCall Hardman fumbled on the first play of the game, right? Or the second play of the game, whatever that was. And we were lucky enough to get it back. Don't tempt fate. Do not tempt fate and give the ball back to McCall Hardman, especially in a spot like that where that play never works. That play never, ever works. And if I'm not mistaken, Josh, and I could be, was that to the short side of the field again? I can't remember if they were lined up on the left hash or the right hash. I I, I I want to say I think it was on the short side of the field. Why are we doing that to the short side of the field again? So I'm not mad at McCall Hardman. I know what he is. I'm not mad at the chocolate cake when I eat it. I'm mad at myself for buying it and eating it. The chocolate cake is just there, and it looks good, and I'm tempted by it. In order to not be tempted, you got to remove that. McCall Hardman, he can be on the do not play list this week because if he's on the list, on the active list, there's a chance that Andy gives him the football. Andy can't be given the football to McCall Harbin. This is the same wide receiver who you let go at the end of the season, didn't even consider bringing back, and then this guy couldn't make a play with the Jets. Out of necessity, he came back. Right. And I thought maybe he could fill a need. Right. But he got in a couple of times even down the stretch, and I'm like, doesn't look like he's got it. Right. If but you in can't that contribute per- for the Jets, you can't contribute for the Chiefs. But in that particular sequence, run the ball, man. Right. With the running back. We got the running back, man. Got the running back. CEH is there for a reason. Give it to him. He's found kind of new life. Let right. him go. Right. And yes, you can get into the the rule of it all. I hate the rule. I don't like it. I, I don't. It doesn't bother I, me. I, I yeah. don't like it that it's a turnover. I was listening to Maurice Jones-Drew on NFL Network, and he goes, well, the offense has got to be punished. I'm like, and I, I don't disagree. Punish them in yards, then. And, and see, you have a great plan of giving it push to them in back the 20 the, or something. Them, push them back to 20, 15, 10, whatever. Yeah. And whatever down it was when you fumbled it. Give them, give them some yardage and back it up. Nowhere else do you fumble out of bounds, and you're the last one to possess it. And you have to give it to the other team. Give it to the other team. But in the end zone, you do. But in the end zone, yeah. you do. And I don't really like that rule, but I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about having to change a rule right. out of a playoff game. Buffalo. <laughs> um, I, yeah, see, I've been I, looking to see if they've asked to change any rules. I today. saw last night. I don't know if this somebody is true. Somebody said they were going to widen the goalposts. I, I saw an X last night. Somebody had said as well they were going to outlaw that Buffalo is going to try to outlaw kickers because it doesn't help Josh Allen. So I don't know if that's true. What Buffalo should really do in this whole situation is figure out a way to win a game. And I know Dan uh, Orlovsky is up there pontificating today, and the the question posed to him on ESPN was, did the Chiefs win or did Buffalo blow it? Chiefs won the game. The Chiefs won the game. I hate when, when you see, did Buffalo blow this game? No, because if you say Buffalo blew the game, you're not giving Steve Spagnolo credit for getting that defense in the second half to give up just seven points. And the only reason they gave up seven is because Josh Allen threw a dart that I don't know how many other quarterbacks could make a throw like that. Minus three yards rushing, I believe, in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, they were they were beasts. And so, like, it bothers me. With the, oh, the Bills blew the game. No, the Bills blew the game because the Chiefs stepped it up and found ways to win that game. 
And they went out there and they dominated when they needed to dominate. When they needed their big players to make plays, they made plays. When they had to go out there and get a stop, they went out there and they got a and stop. And their kicker's nails. And their kicker is absolute nails. And and so I, I'm just not going to stand for Mr. Dan, I want to be a coach and ran out the back of the end zone and led my team to an 0-16 record Orlovsky telling me that the Chiefs didn't win it that Buffalo blew it. That is a, a a slap in the face to those guys who play for Kansas I, City who found a way to win. I hate to break it to everyone, but the defending champs are still around. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to their sixth consecutive AFC championship game. I don't think that game. that's been stated, though, enough. Like, there's still an opportunity to run this back. Right. Oh, yeah. To right. be the man, you got to beat the man. To to, All to, year, to people be that, ran down to be the that, Chiefs. To be that team that is the first to repeat since. Right. The Chiefs are still alive, people. You they're, still have to deal in Mitch's You still have to deal with them. Right. They're still around. <laughs> you still have to deal with the Chiefs. The defending champs are still alive. We're going to talk to our friend Bobby Trossett in Baltimore coming up at 930. The first question I want to ask him is, what was the feeling last night when that kick went wide right and you guys thought maybe Buffalo was coming to town and now you get Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I can't imagine people in Baltimore this morning are waking up going, woohoo, we get Mahomes and the Chiefs. They're probably going, son of a gun. Mm-hmm. We got to go through the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, we have them at home. But, man, we got to go through the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, yeah. I don't think enough people remember they're the defending champs. Right. And we make a big deal. Because all they did this year was rip them. We make a big deal out of, you know, teams repeating. And we want a team to repeat, right? Right. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until it's the Chiefs. And the NFL suddenly forgotten that the Chiefs are still still a pest. Right. What I liked yesterday, too, was that this team had had the signs of familiarity to me from the, the past runs. Yeah. Where... There was a lot of never say die yesterday. Oh, I know. There was a lot of that. Yep. That it wasn't always going great, and they were exchanging the lead and what have you, but... It was a legit I, heavyweight fight. Blow I, saw, blow. I saw a very focused team that was not in any way, shape, or form thinking there was any amount of time on the clock that was insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Back to the 13-second days kind of right. thing. Yep. And I haven't seen that a lot. I haven't seen that not this, this year. season a no. lot. But yesterday was like, that's the closest I've seen to a team. It's just like, hey, man, till that t- clock strikes zero, we got a shot. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get it. And they went and out was, there. That was encouraging. I mean, I, I like, I, it. I like I, that mentality, too. I, I thought also, too, that one of the biggest differences, Josh, in this game, and I know they were chanting your name at the game. I heard a lot of people yelling for you MVP yesterday. MVP for a while, too. That was weird. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah, it they was were really like, cool. Keep doing what you're doing, Josh. Right. MVP. MVP. I'm like, these people are so nice. Right. And so um, so I'm watching the game yesterday and the reason one of the big reasons why, and I think we finally saw this on display yesterday, Patrick Mahomes knew who he was and what his team was about and knew how to make the plays for his team to win. Josh Allen still had a little bit of hero ball in him. Go look at the last two passes that Josh Allen threw. Total Pro Sports has it listed on their website, totalprosports.com. And on both of those last two passes that Josh Allen threw, there were guys open underneath. Complete those two passes, you get a first down, a much more manageable field goal instead of having a 42 or 44-yarder go wide right. And I think that, to me, is what we were asking for 
all season long with Patrick Mahomes. Stop trying to be Superman. Stop trying to play hero ball. Take what the defense gives you. Take what's available. Patrick Mahomes has figured that out. He's done it so far in these eight quarters in the playoffs. Josh Allen had an opportunity to do that yesterday, tried to play hero ball and failed, and his team lost. The difference yesterday, and and it all boils down to whether it's the wide receivers, the running backs, the coach, blah, blah, blah. The difference yesterday was Patrick Mahomes understands what his team is all about and knows how to win football games with this squad. Josh Allen still trying to play hero ball and still trying to be the star and create big plays when the easy play was right there. He didn't take the easy play twice, and ultimately it ended up costing them the game. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And now, the mental anguish that must be Buffalo. You want to kind of put into words the frustration of not getting past that team again in the postseason? Um, sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody. At home, sucks. KC ends Buffalo's postseason again. Three of the last four years. Oh, my goodness. In in their domes. This is stuff nightmares are made of. Just unreal yeah. to think how you must feel in Buffalo knowing where your daddy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's this is like, to me, traumatic need therapy type of stuff for these people. Well, you do. Yeah, especially if you're on that team. Like if you're Josh Allen. Or you're Sean McDermott, assuming he keeps his job. That kicker's going to have to go talk to somebody. Oof. I mean, you, you 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 have to talk about this stuff and figure out ways. I mean, it's it's there's nothing wrong with going to see a shrink. I think Tony Soprano made that pretty clear when he was doing it. So go Just out there. Just tell him you're in uh, refuge management. Yeah, right, waste yep. management. Waste That's management. all you got to yeah. tell him. Yeah. 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 So it, it's not. You know, the environment. Right. It's not taboo to go see somebody. And I, I think if you're a Buffalo football player right now, you probably do. You need to talk through this thing because it, it's a block. They are a mental block as you've ever so seen. So Buffalo fans, I got a number. All right. So uh-huh. I'll, get Big Lou. I'll get it to you on the J Southland Toe Service text line. 913-586-7610. Rough, rough day. Yeah, because this was supposed to be their year. Got the game at home. Got a game at home. A beaten down Chiefs team. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Super Bowl odds are out right now. Uh-oh. If it's the 49ers and Chiefs, the Chiefs would be a three-point underdog. And if it's the Lions and Chiefs, the Chiefs would be a four-and-a-half-point favorite. But the, the Lions beat them. <laughs> At Arrowhead. Count for nothing. Brock Purdy has better odds to be Super Bowl MVP than Christian McCaffrey. Stop just giving it to a quarterback. Did you see Christian McCaffrey finish that game off the other night? It ain't Brock Purdy. Meanwhile, we know we're in the heads of the Bills. Kind of in the heads of the Ravens, too. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 825 during the Chiefs season right here on 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. seconds will tick away as the Bills are only left thinking about what could have been as their arch nemesis in the playoffs strikes again the third time in four years Buffalo's postseason is ended prematurely by the Kansas City Chiefs and this one stings this is back-to-back years in the divisional round you lose this game at home and in Look, this is, a, this is a talented Chiefs team, but this has not been this dominant Chiefs team that we've seen in the past. Ah, oh, those pesky kids again. If not for those pesky kids. Each year. They'd have can, gotten away with it. Each year it gets worse, though, Josh. I mean, the first year you lose in the AFC Championship game, right? The second year you lose on the 13 seconds in the, in the divisional round. Pause last year because you got beat by the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. And then another, and then you were worried about the chiefs and then you find another nemesis, another nemesis uh in the Bengals. And Uh then this year it gets worse because you finally get this game at home and you didn't win there either. And so in three of the last four years, you got knocked out of the playoffs by the chiefs. And the one year they didn't beat you, you lost in like the wild card round, if I'm not mistaken to Cincinnati. This is not a football team right now in Buffalo. That's on the rise. This is a team that's on the decline. I said it last year. I wrote them off. They did a nice job of fighting back at the end of the season. They do not have the right coach in place. They should fire Sean McDermott today and hire Bill Belichick. They've got a ready-made team. You give them the hall of fame coach who clearly needs a star quarterback in order to have the success. And so here we go. That's what I would do if I'm Buffalo today. Bill Belichick is actually the perfect answer for what they have going on. Fix the kicker. Yep. Uh, The call was on our sibling station, WGR, in uh, Buffalo. That was how it sounded on the uh, the tail end of their broadcast. Tyler Bass missing field goals from various angles. 147 to go. In the game on fourth down and nine for the Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy. Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34-yard. And the Chiefs will take over at the point of the missed kick. 
Their own 34-yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. Oh, no. That on 106.5, the Wolf. Westwood ones, Kevin Harlan. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. (laughs) No good. Wide right. And then Al Michaels chimed in with his call. I mean, it couldn't have been any similar to that Scott Norwood kick if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. From the first Super Bowl that they were in and they lost because of wide right to where we are today, sandwiched all in between two wide right kicks that just kind of trailed past the goalpost and went into that dark night and fell down to nothing. Red Monday brought to you by the Xfinity 10G. Get a reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. Spags just needs to stay forever, too. Mm-hmm. Please. I know they're trying to run Andy out, right? Florio is. Florio is, yeah. Florio's um, trying to run Michelle Andy Tafoya out. Michelle Tafoya is trying, trying to run, run Kelsey out. Kelsey out. Yeah. Let's make sure Spags is here, though, too, when we comes down to it. Yeah. He's unbelievable. The best, maybe the best of all time. And I don't know how you judge defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators as so much of the best of all time. But let's say the Chiefs win tomorrow or next week, get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, right? That would be two for Spags here. He had the one with the Giants. Or did he have no, he had just the one with the Giants because then he went on to be the, the Rams head coach, and that was his mistake. Um, and and ended up uh, so he would have three Super Bowls with two different organizations. And some of the best defenses we've ever seen. I mean, this gentleman did shut down Tom Brady, right? He shut down Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. He shut down Tom Brady here. We've seen him shut down Tom Brady. So Steve Spagnolo pushed is him into as, retirement. I heard probably did, right? Yeah, Steve Spagnolo is as good <laughs> as it gets when it comes to coordinating defense. As good as Andy Reid is from an offensive standpoint. He couldn't have a better kind of co-host, if you will, alongside of him than he does with Steve Spagnolo. I mean, Spags has, just handles the – there's something to be said to be able to just give your defense to the to the defensive coordinator and let him run it. You're seeing what's going on in Philadelphia. They, they fired their defensive coordinator. They took the play-calling duties away from him. Matt Patricia also got fired in Philadelphia. That guy does not deserve to ever coach a game in the NFL again. He sucks. And so to have a guy like Steve Spagnolo who can go out there and take care of business and you don't have to worry about it because you know the job is going to get done is invaluable. It takes so much off of Andy's plate. And Steve Spagnolo is just brilliant. I mean, I don't think enough can be said, and I don't think enough people realize the Chiefs defense gave up just seven points in the second half of that game to this vaunted Buffalo offense. And it took a perfect, unbelievably sharply thrown football by Josh Allen to get those seven points. That defense in the second half was lights out. Steve Spagnuolo deserves to have some kind of award. He's a better defensive coordinator than anybody I've ever seen, and that includes Buddy Ryan and that vaunted 85 Bears defense. Not saying this is the 85 Bears defense because it's not, but what we're doing in this generation of football where it is so much more difficult to play than anything in the past, Steve Spagnuolo is crushing it right now. You might not be the 85 Bears, but if you want to make a cool video, go for it. 
That's yeah. right. That's what I say. <laughs> Those adjustments he made in the second half were so important and critical because they were getting shredded in the first half run right. game. Yeah. So he makes the switch. Okay, let's start plugging the gaps. Stop with the one-on-one battles up front on the defensive line. Get in the gaps and let's plug the holes. And he did what he was supposed to do. Let the back end do what the back end has done all year long. And you shut down the wide receivers. And for the most part, they did it except for that one perfectly thrown ball. Kudos to Spags, man. That defense, because we were all on the text thread. Dude, this is way too easy. They are getting shredded. Way too easy. They don't have to pass the ball again the rest of the game. The adjustments came, and uh, offense started clicking again. Yeah, it was it was really, really good to watch that defense step up. And that's what they do. And, and you know, they were getting shredded there at the beginning of the game. At first downs were hard yesterday, Josh, right? I mean, like, they were getting six and seven yards a carry on first downs, and you're setting up second and four and second and three. And you're going, God, are they ever going to be able to get off the field? And then they finally put their foot in the ground. And when it was nut cutting time, they went out there and they made plays and they dominated the second half of that game. So we know we're in the Bills' heads, right? Yeah. That's pretty clear. Three of the last four seasons, you've knocked them out of the postseason. Lest we forget, might also be in the uh, the Ravens' heads, namely one Lamar Jackson. Lamar, how do you get over as a team the hurdle of the Chiefs where it seems like they are the, the one team uh, well, I say, uh, second half, like, just like I say, always, like we always start cranking up at the wrong time. We got to come in and finish how we start. Like we always go opposite, I guess, against them for some reason. We just got to tighten up and play better. That's all. Remember him saying our kryptonite? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Be catching him thinking this week. Already in the dome. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean our kryptonite? Friend of mine texted the, me that yesterday. The I'm Chiefs. Like, oh, that's right. I do remember him saying that. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are our kryptonite. Yeah. So you're already got that going for you, right? Which is nice. Right. So here's the thing. Go out there and beat that ass. Because now they're already thinking. They're already marinating. They're already going, oh, no, it's the Chiefs. And it really reminds me, Josh, of yesteryear, if you will. Days gone by, country time, lemonade, remembers? <laughs> um, and so you're, you're beating them on Monday. You're beating them on Tuesday. You're beating them on Wednesday. They're already in there with the mindset of. I do need to be on Sunday, though. We, you, you're right. Would be great. But, but they're already in with that mindset that, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? I don't know if we can beat the Chiefs. They are our kryptonite. And you look at what Mahomes has done in Baltimore, three and one all time against the Baltimore Ravens. He only has two interceptions, 12 touchdowns and two interceptions against the Ravens. Complete 72% of his passes against the Ravens. Throws for an average of 370 yards a game against the Ravens. And scores an average of 32.5 points per game against the Ravens. Mm-mm-mm. And now you got that clip from 2020 where Lamar is talking about the Chiefs being their kryptonite. I like what I'm seeing, baby. Give me all the crab cakes and let's go. All right. We'll get an early look at the Ravens. This week's opponent, Bobby Trossett, host of Ravens Vault on YouTube, will join us next. 
Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. Fesco in the morning. If my neighbor came over and snuck zucchini onto my porch, I think I'd have him arrested. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good! A little prophecy! Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. No good. Wide right. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. And no good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. Bass missing wide right from 44. I can't imagine having angst against a kicker. No, never here now. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't hold up for too long. I know they don't want to blame the kicker. They're taking all the blame off. They, he can't go back. No, no he's chance. done. No, no you chance. can't bring that guy back. I mean, he wasn't very. He was. He was missing kicks anyway yeah. before yesterday. No, no, but no, after no, yesterday, no, no, you got to no. just go. No, he's right? gone. Yeah. Oh God. You can't do that no. to your fan. You can't do that to your Cannot. fan base. No, no, no. That guy's got to go. Yeah, that guy's got to go. Right. I mean, you, you, kickers are a dime a dozen, except if you have like Harrison Butker. And Justin Tucker. Like, other than that, mm-hmm. these guys are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Move on. Maybe it comes down to that Sunday. We'll see. Could be. Yeah, the two best kickers in the game going yeah. head-to-head. Nobody's talking about that yet. <laughs> no. How come nobody's talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How come no one's talking about the kickers of this matchup? Because we're just getting <laughs> to it. That's why. We're just getting... we're I mean, even... today was like the day we're on the text line. Even... How come you're not talking about this? Like, We're not even usually this far ahead. I know. Because yeah. we're too busy talking about ice is what we're talking about. That's right. Right. Yeah, That's the right. ice today. So be careful out there. Be very careful out there. Bobby Truss that's going to join us from Baltimore, host of Ravens Vault on YouTube. Bobby, good morning. Good morning to you guys. Yeah, I mean, you got the kickers. You got the MVP quarterbacks, two elite defenses, great tight ends. What more could you want? This is what we want. Right? Yeah, it, what we want. it is. All right, so what was the feeling last night of Raven fans when you saw that kick go wide right and you knew, oh, God, here comes Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? What was the feeling in Baltimore? Well, first and foremost, I can speak as, a, as an upstate New Yorker. All right, my heart hurts for the people that I grew up with. I didn't grow up in Buffalo. But I grew up in the Albany area, and, and there were plenty of Bills fans within the vicinity. And it, it's just heartbreak. You know, <laughs> a bunch of group messages were going nuts. But as far as the Baltimore perspective, if I'm a fan, this is what I want, right? In order to be the best, in order to be crowned the best, you got to go through the dynasty. And while that dynasty was questioned at times, as you guys know, throughout this season, from a national perspective, 
they're still there, right? We're still here. And um, I, I love the matchup. Can't wait for it. The fact that it's in Baltimore, I think, is, is great theater. Um, Patrick clearly feels a certain type of way about some of the, the questions in terms of whether or not they could do it outside of Arrowhead. And so far, so good, huh? Yeah, so far, so good. Patrick Mahomes actually has a better road playoff winning percentage than at He's home. Never lost. Never lost a road playoff That's game how we're before, Bobby. He's never lost a road playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's unbelievable. Clearly, he felt some type of way about that. You could tell post-game and uh, leading up to the game. And, and I just uh, I think it's this is going to be – I hope it's, it's just as good as – let me put it this way. I hope it's just as good, if not better – than last night because that was an instant classic. Yeah, it really was. And and the last time that the uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs played each other, Baltimore won that game. I remember Lamar flipping into the end zone, right? I mean, everybody kind of remembers that game. But before that, you know, Baltimore was kind of like Buffalo, losing all the time in heartbreaking fashion and whatnot. It even prompted Lamar to talk about the Chiefs being their kryptonite. Do you think that message is going to change this week? Or does Lamar still think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are their kryptonite? Well, I think what's in the past is in the past, right? This team is so incredibly different personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, mentality-wise. I mean, Lamar is on a different planet right now in terms of just how focused. There's a singular focus. He's in he's in freak mode right now. I mean, remember the late, great Kobe Bryant's Mamba mentality? I mean, it's just it, – it's shades of that, you know? And, and you got a guy on the defensive side of the ball who, speaking of shades of, every time he speaks – you can't think of and and almost hear Ray Lewis, and that's Roquan Smith, right? And he wasn't a part of the equation last time these two teams met. So the whole kryptonite thing, there's no question that that, that was a, a 2021 topic point and one that was valid because they just had their number, right, throughout Lamar's beginning of his career. Uh, but ultimately that night they were able to get the monkey off the back. And, and for Lamar specifically, I know there has to be a, a massive weight lifted, the fact that he's even here, right? He's got an opportunity to now play in an AFC championship game in Baltimore for the first time since 1970, for the first time in, in Ravens franchise history. So uh, I think there's there's obviously plenty on the line, but in terms of what he's playing for, um, yeah, the, the, the whole kryptonite thing I think is in the past. All right, but you said is the weight lifted. <laughs> Sounds like a lot more weight just got put on being in that situation, well, being at home having that opportunity. That's, that's, that's a big spotlight. Sure. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But he's risen to the occasion all year long and uh, no reason to think that, that, you know, Sunday would be any different, but at the same time, they know who they got to go through, right? They understand who they got to go through. They understand that if you put forward a first half, like they did against the Texans, then you know, it might be a different outcome. Um, halftime adjustments were made accordingly by Todd Munkin and company and D'Amico Ryans was selling out to, to blitz the all-out all hell out of Lamar. And luckily uh, for Todd Munkin and Lamar, they were able to execute right out of the half, kind of coming out with a 45-yard return to mm-hmm. put him in good position from Devin Duvernay. And then from then on, they were just like, all right, got to get the ball out of Lamar's hands quicker. So not sure if that's going to be Kansas City's plan of attack uh, right out of the jump because Houston's, Houston's definitely worked uh, through one half. Talking with Bobby Trossett, host of Ravens Vault here on 610 Sports Radio. And and Bobby, I, I, I think, at least from afar, it feels like now that the contract stuff is behind Lamar, he's like a completely different player. Like, he got that off his plate and kind of took off all kinds of, like, maybe baggage or weight off his shoulder or whatever it is. He seems to be playing much better than he was last year and, and kind of leading up to last year, too, with that contract. Without question. And I think that's what led to John Harbaugh a week ago saying something that was actually, I, I felt like, pretty eye-popping. He, he calls this team the, the, 
the most drag-free team that he's ever been on. And when you think about that, I don't know what he was referring to specifically, but I would guess that it would be something about last year's contract saga. It wasn't only hanging over Lamar, it was over the organization. Then the strength and conditioning department had a major facelift this offseason after some injuries, and Steve Saunders, who's the the former strength and conditioning coach, had a, certainly a, a lot of uh, critiques about the way that that he went about his regiments and, and it wasn't as individualized as you'd like. And of course the 2021 season, when they, when they beat the chiefs and, and finally got that kryptonite label away, at least they did it in, in Baltimore, it was an injury injury riddled season. So think about it. And we can go back, you know, years in terms of what would be labeled as drag, but for John to say that, I think just speaks to, to where they at. And, and I think Lamar understands finally what it's like to have, personnel around him right? they went finally in the offseason and and invested in not only through the draft but via free agency as well and instead of mark andrews having to line up on the outside in a divisional round in a excuse me in a wild card playoff game like he had to last year because of their lack of weapons now it's a really a, a pick your poison and look from the outside looking in you know you guys might be looking at the statistic sheet or somebody uh, you know in Chiefs kingdom might be looking at the stat sheet and be like well they didn't have a 1000 yard receiver and they didn't have a 1000 yard rusher what's up <laughs> well it's just so it's such it's such a balanced attack that you just never know who it's going to be and um while OBJ's statistics don't pop off at you especially for the 15 million guaranteed he's had timely timely playmaking ability this year a great locker room leader Zay Flowers has emerged as as one of your rookie sensations, even though he's not going to be considered for rookie of the year. Rashad Bateman is coming on as of late. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to try and give it a go after missing really a, a good chunk of the second half of the season after that hip drop tackle in the Bengals game on Thursday night football. Isaiah Likely's emerged as a as a really solid reserve tight end for them, who's anything but reserve at this point. So. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Lamar is, is, is finally, finally been given the keys to the offense and, and looking pretty dang good. You mentioned the, the like no thousand yard receiver, no thousand yard rusher. I, I think it's in a way more impressive. Like this is a number one seed that's been the best team in the AFC for a bulk of the season and didn't have what we consider those kind of barometer numbers. Right, right. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it just shows the balance. It shows. Uh, I think it really speaks to Todd Munkin and, and Lamar and the way that those two have been working together. You know, Todd's a first-year offensive coordinator. Um, not not ever, obviously. He's a renowned offensive coordinator coming off back-to-back championships at Georgia when they hired him. But I think what he's done for Lamar is given him this creative freedom at the line of scrimmage. You know, allowed him to um, just be a more well-rounded quarterback and, and have complete autonomy. And that's something that he, you know what? Look, there's a reason why this whole like keys to of the offense thing was a storyline in training camp, at least in Baltimore it was, because Lamar was handcuffed in a sense. With all due respect to Greg Roman, he did a lot of great things over his years in Baltimore and, and was a part of that, you know, that 14 and 2 ride in 2019, which led to Lamar's unanimous MVP season. But I think just like anything else in life, Lamar kind of outgrew his system. And whether or not that was the lack of personnel around him, Clearly, there was a change that was needed, and I think Todd was just the man for the job. All right, Bobby, before we uh, let you start working on the week here, as it's going to be long for everybody, I think, this week. It's going to be when we just can't wait till Sunday, right? Thank goodness we're the early game. Um, 
the pressure on Lamar. It's all on them, man. Like the Chiefs are playing free and clear. They're not at home. They're going on the road. They're the three seed. Baltimore's the one seed beating Patrick Mahomes. Like, how do you think Baltimore will handle that pressure of having all of the pressure and all of the weight of the world on them this week? Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But all I know is that there was plenty of it leading up to the divisional round. There was plenty of conversation. There was plenty of buzz. You know, Baltimore's not built for the postseason. Lamar's not built for the postseason. And so all I know, all I can say is that they've gotten that first box checked off. And to me, that feels bigger than what this next week's going to be. Not from a media standpoint. Don't get me wrong. This is the biggest yet, right? The next week is the biggest one. There's no question about that. But to me, just getting past the divisional round for the first time in his career is a massive checked box for the belief internally, whether it's in his head, whether it's in the organization's head. But one thing that we've seen time and time again, and it's cliche to say, it, there's, bigger fresh, there's bigger fish to fry, and, and they have been so composed along the way here, whether it's ripping off you know, six or seven wins in a row down the stretch or at the podium this past weekend. Like There's, there's bigger fish to fry. They understand that, and they ultimately understand that you got to go through, like I mentioned at the top of the hit, you got to go through the dynasty in order to be crowned this year's best. And, and the Chiefs have proven that they're not done yet. And I think it's absolutely sensational. We're getting ready, obviously, for uh, the fanfare that comes along with, with the Taylor and Travis type thing. And sure, they're going to have their own box, the Kelseys and the, and, the, and the Swifts and whatnot. So let's just put it this way, guys. Growing up, my mom would always come in the living room when we were watching football time and time, you know, for hours on end, and she'd scoff, roll her eyes, and walk out the room. Last night, she texted our family group chat and said, you guys watching the game? I'm like, what? The Taylor Swift effect is real. I know you guys are probably sick <laughs> oh, of it right now, but it's No, real. not at all. No, that's funny. I'm a father of two daughters. Josh has got a daughter. Our producer, B-Dub's got daughters. Like, it, it's been unbelievable. It's been the coolest thing next to Mahomes and all these guys winning that, that we've seen happen. They're a traveling road show. I mean, it is the most impressive traveling party in American professional sports today. I mean, Jason Kelsey with no shirt on, jumping out of suites, going back into suites. Taylor Swift's in there. He's casually – like, the whole thing is just a, a spectacle, and you it's wonderful. You wouldn't believe it. I, I love it. I love every minute of it. It's fantastic. Taylor Swift blowing a kiss to the Buffalo fan yesterday. Like, she's bought in big time. Like, the whole thing is just great. And yet, and here you guys are, right, with a front row seat to all of it for what has to be just an insane year with another chapter Crazy. coming up this weekend. So, I know. Crazy. Can you imagine uh, you the know. NFL having Taylor Swift potentially at the Super Bowl when she cancels her show in, in, in Tokyo the day before to get there? Um, unbelievable. I'll tell you what, too, just being in the independent content space like, like we are, um, you go as the team goes, right? Radio goes as the team goes. And it, it's quite a ride to be on. Yep. Nothing else really matters. It's a round-the-clock type thing. And this is what you work for all year long, whether you're in broadcasting, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're a family member, whatever it is. So I appreciate you having me guys on. And, um, and, and, and Bob, I'll definitely be in touch to see if we can return the favor this week. You got it, my man. Anytime. Thanks, appreciate Bobby. it. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you both. Yep. Bye-bye Bobby now. Trossett from the Ravens vault joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, not to mention the, uh, the coach pressure. I mean, you got the Harbaugh Valley pressure. I mean. John's got to step his game up. That's right. Yeah, I want a championship. <laughs> what are you going to do? But I'm just listening to Bobby talk there a little bit, and he's talking about how they finally were able to win that playoff game. Well, and they, a, you know, they better. Did did you did you already win your Super Bowl? Because we saw Philadelphia and Baltimore and Buffalo. They won their Super Bowls here in the regular season. 
And Did I Baltimore thought, just I thought, getting here win their Super Bowl I already? Buffalo, if Buffalo had won yesterday, I would have, I would have picked Baltimore by a million. By a million. By a million. Yeah. It was like this was their game. Yeah. Now you you do wonder. I, I think they're going to get up for the Chiefs. I, don't I think, think they are too. You know I mean, I I, if it wasn't the Chiefs, maybe a different story. Right. But it's the defending champs. Right. How could you not? And and look, we're not talking about some slappy coach in Baltimore. It's John Harbaugh. The man has won a Super Bowl. But just to think, this is the first AFC Championship game they've hosted since the Colts were in Baltimore. How Jeez. is that like even possible? Because it's not like the Ravens have had bad teams. They've been consistently good just about every year since they moved to Baltimore. And this is their first AFC Championship game. That's crazy, crazy. to think about. Uh, from the 913, Josh, we have no 1,000-yard receiver or rusher either. That's true. True. We didn't play that one game. We mm-hmm. should have. Right. We should have a few of them. But, you know. They didn't have to play that game. So you're, right. you're right. You're technically right. Right. I've had no sleep. But we also have a terrible offense, don't yeah, we? Yeah, that's I what mean, I was thinking, like, too. I said, but remember, we have a ter- quote-unquote terrible offense. Yeah. I mean, we we had three guys that were on the cusp of getting it, and had it been a game where we needed a win, probably all three yeah. would have gone yeah. over 1,000. Yeah, they were all they were all right there. But, yeah, right. you're, you are you are correct. You I are did, right about I that. I forgot that. Yep. I'm like, yeah, they don't have that glossy number either. Well, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you what, man. Just keep doing the sports today, Josh. I am done doing sports for the day. Are we sure? I'm doing nap, man. There ain't nothing else. (laughs) Do the sports. doing the nap. Hopefully the roads are okay. I see a lot of the plows out. A lot of the salt trucks are out here. Very limited traffic going on on the highways and roads today. So hopefully everybody stayed home. We're able to get this stuff cleaned off so people can get out later this afternoon. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, man. I, I... I don't know what you guys do for stress. I'm lighting fires in the fire pit. I got a new blowtorch, so I've been out there doing that. Like, it is a great stress reliever. So, I don't care how bad the weather is. I'm lighting a fire this weekend. Sit around that thing. Let's go. All right. I got the Chiefs 35 nothing. We'll talk to you on Monday. Oh, wow. wait. Today is only Monday. Today's only Monday. We got a long, we got a week long ahead. way it's to go, be great. don't we? It's going to be great. It's going to be an unbelievable week, man. I'm ready to play now. If Let's you go. Missed any of the show today, my uh, on the field chat with Justin Reed, locker room chats with. Lejurious Sneed, Trey Smith. We had Derek Johnson on. You can check them all out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Uh, tomorrow, Danon Hughes will join us at 7.30. He got, we avenged, we avenged his last trip into Buffalo with the Wingers. Did he take his shirt off? He did not. He was pretty calm. I thought he'd, I thought he'd be a little more. And we had him on the group chat yesterday thinking like he was going to take his shirt off at halftime. That yeah, didn't no, happen. He was, no, he was, he was very much in, uh, in control. And uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride will drop by as well. Do you think Carrington will have to fly on and they can talk about how Wash Kelsey is together? I don't know, Michelle. I think this <laughs> Travis Kelsey's washed. I agree, Carrington. Oh, geez. Cody and Gold, come your way next on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.